Hello, listeners. I want to share an amazing resource with you. It's called Hello Divorce. Founded by a lawyer and certified family law specialist, Hello Divorce can help you no matter where you are in your divorce process. So whether you're just getting started or if you're near the end but have stalled out and need help to get over the finish line, Hello Divorce can help. They provide full-service divorce support, and they can handle divorces of all kinds, all net worths, and with or without children. It's completely online, convenient, and they offer you support all the way through. Their clients get divorced in one-third the time and at one-tenth the typical cost. So go to hellodivorce.com backslash beyond and receive $100 off the cost of their services. And I want you to know, Erin Levine, who's my friend and the CEO and founder of Hello Divorce, was a guest on episode 197 entitled, Get the FYI on DIY Divorce. So be sure to go check it out. We'll link in the show notes. Coming up on today's episode of the Divorce and Beyond podcast. I already feel like I've separated from my family unit, right? All of the emotions, all of the psychic issues around that. Now, I can't even go to the same doctors as they go to unless I'm willing to pay those out-of-network exorbitant fees, and I can't choose that. So look look what I've done here. I'm in a battle for my health, and I'm cut off from everything familiar and comfortable to me. I wish I could tell you that didn't happen a lot, but it happens a lot. Hello, and welcome to the Divorce and Beyond podcast. I'm Susan Guthrie, your host. As a top divorce attorney and family law mediator for 30 years, I know what you need to know to get through your divorce, and most importantly, how to move beyond it to thrive and transition to your new future. My experts and I are here to give you the insider view into the process, so listen in for the wisdom and expert information you need on your journey through divorce and beyond. Hello, and welcome to today's podcast. I'm Susan Guthrie, your host, and today we're going to talk about the very, very important issue of your health. And and I know you're thinking, well, what does that have to do with divorce? Well, first of all, as they say, if you don't have your health, you don't have anything. And that's very true. And you know that when you don't have your health. But also, it's very interesting to me as a practitioner in the divorce field that many, many, many times the divorce journey is impacted in some way by a a person's health journey. Um, Either something comes along at the same time that the divorce is happening, or it has a significant impact on the future of their health process, um, their future health, et cetera. So I have a wonderful expert for you to talk about this today. She was introduced, you all remember Jill Scherer Murray, the um, unstoppable power of letting go, our friend Jill. Well, Jill introduced me to Rebecca Bloom, and I think you're going to love her as much as I do. Rebecca is 
I, I guess by training, Rebecca, you are a lawyer like I am. But from there, you diverged into many different ranges. She's Yale and NYU educated. She's a former East Coaster, as I am. But she is a um, educated patient and workplace advocate, a storytelling coach, an editor, a content strategist, and a writer. In fact, she has a book coming out hopefully later this year or early next year. Um, and she worked in the workplace and benefits as an attorney, uh, serving nonprofits in the education and women's health space throughout her career. And she really is now working to help raise awareness, especially around women's health issues and advocacy in women's health issues. But I think a lot of these, again, cross over into the divorce journey. And that's what we're going to be talking about today. So long-winded introduction, Rebecca, but I didn't want to miss, well, and I, I'll have your entire bio in the show notes. I didn't want to miss um, all the highlights so that uh, my listeners know exactly where you're coming from as you share your insights with us. First, let me just say thank you for joining us. Oh, thank you so much for having me, Susan. I'm really looking forward to this conversation. Well, I and I am too because I've never heard someone talking about this specific topic on a divorce podcast. Um, and I think that's an oversight. It's an oversight of mine. Um, I've had in this on this particular podcast, I think I've got over 230 some odd episodes, but I've never done one on this intersection of health, health law, and divorce. But the reality is they are intersected very often. Almost every single divorce is going to have health law issues, right? There's no question about it. I mean, how, you know, you talk about the word intersection and wellness is, a, you know, it's it's an umbrella term at this point, right? And it's not just a it's not just a buzzword. I mean, it has to do with your, your your mental health, your physical health, the stressors that can affect both of those. And obviously, we all know that divorce can be a huge stressor. And, you know, your life's work is around helping people de-stress this process. So how could you not, not know that? Yeah. And I mean, me personally, I used to consult with, with uh, divorce lawyers because, this whole aspect of how you navigate this piece of how people get themselves taken care of when they have have health and wellness needs is is really specific and i i am fortunate enough to have had this legal background that i'm able to flip in this way and so yeah for me this this coming together of of the divorce world and the health and wellness world is is a, is a really big and exciting topic so that's why i'm so glad to be here yeah, well, it, it, I love you mentioned that divorce is a really big stressor. In fact, other than the death of a child, it is above death of a spouse. It is above incarceration. It wow. is death, you know, divorce is the number two stressor in people's lives. And so it makes perfect sense that even the healthiest of people, put under that kind of stress are going to suffer the repercussions of that kind of stress. And that's both mentally and physically, right? Oh, there's no question about it. Yeah, there, there's just none. Um, and, you know, I would say 
I've I've helped many, many women over the last 25 years as a patient and workplace advocate uh, when they come to me dealing with specifically cancer, although I've kind of expanded who I work with because really it's it's really cancer or any serious illness and the way it radiates out into your personal life, your work life, how you're covered, your financial life. I mean, it's all in, you know, it's it's really all connected as you mentioned before. And so when it comes to divorce, you'd be so surprised to think about how this doesn't get looked at often until it's too late. And, you know, that's my big thing in helping people is let me help you think ahead. Let me help you see proactively what's in front of you, because you really can make it better by having the right advocacy and the right support set up. So yes, it is, it is a small thing that can really pay dividends if people are able to think about it that way. Right. Well, and you make the important point, think about it from the start of the process, the start of the divorce process. Yes. It's something that I can say as a divorce attorney and then a mediator is unfortunately health and health care and health insurance, which are kind of all the all three the topics we'll talk about today, they kind of get brushed under the rug. Yes. In so many ways that, you know, well, we'll we'll deal with that when we get to it. Um, unless someone's actually in that moment suffering from an organic illness that's identified and in ongoing treatment, that we don't give much attention to the stress and the mental health. We just, it's kind of a buck up buttercup. You got to get through this. It's hard. We know. Yeah. Get some help, take a pill, do what you need to do. And, you know, what you just said, I think really will resonate, or I hope it does for people that this is. One more thing to add to that list, but so important that you add this to the list of things to to talk about and think about from the beginning. I think you're right. And I mean, if if you don't mind me jumping in with a little bit of a story here. Yeah. Um, so this is what I've seen happen. I, I I can't even pick a number. It more than 50 times in working with women all these years. When they have a divorce, it almost always goes the same way. If it's a better divorce, I'm not going to say good because I, I don't know if they're ever, it, it's so heartbreaking. I don't know if it can ever be good, but you know, there are those better ones where there's like yes. a kind of humanity where, you know, the partner who has the health insurance says, oh, just stay in my plan until we're finalized. And, you know, that could take three years, whatever it is. It's okay. You just stay in my plan. Right. And it happens like that. And then, um, the other party gets lulled into a false sense of, okay, I'm going to be okay. This is okay. Right. And then let's say there are kids involved. Well, the divorce gets finalized. The kids stay on that plan. And then all of a sudden this person who is thinking about like the DISO master numbers and all that other stuff, but they never really thought like, how am I, what am I going to do to get coverage? Well, so then they go, oh my gosh, brave new world. Here I am. Let's say I don't have an employer provided plan. Okay. Now I've got to find one. Okay, sounds great on paper. Okay, we have the ACA now. So, you know, there's no pre existing condition rules that can kick you out. It's not really affordable anymore. They kind of took the A out of ACA, but we can, a. that might be too wonky to. By the way, that's Affordable Care Act, AKA Obamacare for anyone. Yes, who don't exactly. Know that I'm is. so sorry. Thank you so much for jumping no. in. Boy, I'm in my head. Um, anyway, so, so then what happens? Okay, so you shop for the plan and you think, okay, I got a plan. Okay. Let's say it's at least semi-affordable. Let's say 
I, I know what my um, finances look like and I, I can cover this, I think. Okay, sounds great. Oh, look, this health insurance, uh, not health insurance, this healthcare provider uh, takes my plan where I've gone all these years, where I've taken my kids, where my ex goes to, this is our family place, right? Sounds great. Okay, then the year rolls over, boom. I got a diagnosis that I didn't expect. And oh my goodness, they're dropping my plan because it's an individual plan. It's not a group plan. They don't have all these people bought into the system. It's just me. It's easy for them to drop it. Even if there's 50 of me, so what? They might've decided they didn't like those reimbursements. I thought I was safe. I'm not safe. Now I've got to go 30 miles away to have somebody give me the treatment that I need. And now I've already feel like I've separated from my family unit, right? All of the emotions, all of the psychic issues around that. Now I can't even go to the same doctors as they go to unless I'm willing to pay those out of network exorbitant fees. And I can't choose that. So look, look what I've done here. I'm in a battle for my health and I'm cut off from everything familiar and comfortable to me. I wish I could tell you that didn't happen a lot, but it happens a lot. And, and it does because I've seen it as well. So let's, let's build on that particular example. What are some of the things that that person say, if we're talking about a hypothetical person that they could have looked for done during the divorce process that would have helped them? So one of the things that I always say to people is don't just shop for the best plan you can afford because that's not really where it is for you. Think of what is your home place? Who are your doctors? Where do you feel comfortable? Go talk to those folks. Say to them, hey, I'm shopping for a plan. How do you feel about this one? Because they'll tell you right off the bat, you know, I'm not going to say a name of a company because, but, <laughs> but, you know, don't, don't go with them because you know what, their reimbursements are terrible. They're always fighting with us about everything. And I'm pretty sure we're going to end up dropping them next year. They'll tell you it's that, that information is right there. It's all about making friends with the right person in the medical system, whether that's the doctor's office where you go to your gynecologist, let's say, if, you know, or it's just the admin of the actual medical system. I mean, if you happen to be a parent, you've taken your kids to this place for 20 years, maybe. Right. Yeah. So yeah. it's leverage those relationships, have those conversations. Don't be afraid to ask and show your vulnerability because you can find out information that's actually useful. Otherwise you go in on the internet and in a vacuum, you're buying a plan that you go, Oh, that looks good. Oh, even if you're sophisticated enough to go co-payments, this, you know, um, lifetime caps that, Let's say you've got that knocked. If You still don't have it knocked if you don't talk to the actors involved. And this happens every year. It's a game of hand over hand. They throw out the plan that was the least popular and the biggest pain in the neck to them. And they do it over and over. And you don't know that. Why would you know that if you don't ask? Right. I think that is such a, I've never heard anyone say that before. I think that is pure gold right there because I don't know without you having said that. I wouldn't have thought of telling someone to do that. And I doubt any of my listeners out there would have thought of it themselves. Yeah, sure. And Even if you used an insurance broker, they wouldn't tell you that. 
You know, they're trying no, they're trying to sell you insurance. Make a fast sale. And, you know, maybe they want to sell you the most expensive plan because they get the biggest piece of it. Who knows, right? We don't know. But but they're not thinking practically about the things that actually matter to you. So right. and you know. that's so critical. You know, and I wonder if you've heard this, because I have I've given clients this advice during the divorce process when say they're on their spouse's plan still because the divorce is still in process i have told them to go get every checkup every doctor's appointment get their mammogram get their pap smear get their you know you name it if you can go and get it go and get it while you're still covered if there are concerns about your coverage or your coverage isn't going to be as good post-divorce so that's 100 percent right i would even amp it up, I would say, go find out what are the extra perks on that plan? What's the preventative care? Can you get a sleep study? Um, can you maybe get a deal on a full body scan? Can you get genetic testing to find out you know, what you need to worry about in your future? All of those things. Because so often, and this is another thing that I want to share with your listeners, so often, group plans are automatically richer in ways that you don't imagine. There's all these extra little services, these extra little plugins, you know, these these perks, because what are they trying to do? They're trying to get a huge company to engage with them and do a huge contract with them. It's just, there's not the same pressure on the transaction as there is when it's just a one-off, you know? So there's going to be tons of stuff like that. Even if you have a plan that mimics the same out-of-network percentages and everything else, there's going to be gold in those hills. You should use it. And, you know, so too, just, I, I see a lot of, it's usually women and, you know, so forgive me because it's not always, and I don't mean to gender it, but, you know, it, I often see women even thinking, I'm going to probably have to sell my house soon. So it's also take advantage of the things in the geographical area. You know, I live, for example, in the San Francisco Bay Area. There are just myriad options that are covered by rich uh, tech company plans. Whatever they are, do them because you might not even be here soon. Right. So it's so that's another sort of angle on that as well. Yeah, well, and I've even, I I love this because you are pointing out something that I have seen um, people realize after the divorce is they used to be on a plan through their spouse's company, just as you said, right? A rich company that negotiated a rich policy for their employees, covered all kinds of things. I had one woman who was allowed to get massages that were covered by the insurance. Um, I mean, all the, uh, her health club membership a large portion of that was covered um, because she had a pre-existing condition that needed regular exercise, her physical therapist and trainer that worked out with her. That was all covered. And then she got on, um, she didn't do COBRA. She did the Affordable Care Act policy. And it looked on its face as if it was pretty similar. Mm -hmm. You just said, same close deductibles, et cetera. It didn't have any of those perks and things. So I, you mentioned COBRA and I'm so glad you did because you know you can stay on that plan until the divorce is final usually, right? Yeah. It might be worth it to do COBRA after that for all the reasons you mentioned. It's just an extension of the transition period to the new normal, you know, because of all these hidden possibilities. Now, listen, COBRA is not cheap. 
And it might even be way more expensive than an individual plan. But when you think about negotiating things in a divorce, this might be something to talk about um, for for these very reasons, right? You know, you started as this family unit, everybody had that equal stuff. Um, but another thing is, you know, I, I don't know if you've seen this, but but I'm sure you have. I mean, you've probably negotiated it. Do you ever get to a place where people go, I'll take this kid, you take that kid? Or is it always all the kids are on one plan? Oh, no, I've I've seen that where people just assume their health insurance plans are roughly equal. And right. so they just say, you pay for one of the kids to be on your plan. I'll pay for the other kid to be on my plan. Yeah. So I have seen. Huge so I have seen. Here's another story for you. I've seen something like this recently where it turned out there were a couple of reasons why the kid that went one way had some unexpected needs. Transitioning gender wise was one. And mental health was another. And it's like, wow, now what do I do? <laughs> because now you're in a situation where you don't just need the same good plan. You might even need a better plan because there are plans out there that cover things like that. And, you know, this is another tip for your listeners. If you're doing something for yourself in business, let's say you're a sole practitioner, become an LLC and figure out how to be a group. Because if you yeah. because if you can be a group, you can get access to both more affordable and more comprehensive plans. Bottom line. Okay, listeners, I'm just gonna let you all know and admit it. After a long day at work helping people to navigate divorce, I currently like to unwind with a little bit of binge watching. And right now, Amazon's Prime Video is my channel of choice. We are watching Jury Duty at the moment. I highly recommend it, it's hilarious. And queued up right after that is the latest season of Jack Ryan. So if you wanna try out Prime Video for free, I've got a 30-day trial just for you. You can go to divorcebeyond.com backslash prime video, or just find the link in the show notes. And if you have some recommendations, be sure to let me know. Stay tuned for more from the amazing Rebecca Bloom as she shares about the impact of divorce on your health and what you need to know to protect yourself. I'll tell you listeners, I learned a lot from this episode. But what about the mental health? I mean, how could you be anything but anxious when you're facing down something like this? I mean, that's gonna be your natural state for a lot of the time that you're going through this. Which also goes to why you want the best benefits in the world, because you you want to be able to access mental health care easily. If you are enjoying this episode, be sure to check out last week's show featuring divorced dad and author Andy Heller, who shared some of his 46 tools, tips and tricks to get you through divorce. Andy has done all the research and put it into one place to make it easy for you. He put on an imaginary rubber suit before he walked in and said, okay, all these insults are gonna bounce off me, but I'm not gonna react because they're all gonna bounce off my suit. I can't react to it. I'm not saying you gotta adopt the same imaginary rubber suit. What I am saying is for most of us divorcing, you will need a coping mechanism that will work for you so that you don't lose it. You're not rude in return. And most importantly, 
Your children do not recognize that you're not yourself and do not feed off your negative energy as best as possible. And now we return to today's show. Something that you've pointed out there is the coverage that you need to look at is not just the coverage you're going to have, the parent post-divorce, but also looking at the coverage and depending on how many different policies are available for your children, what the impact on them will be of those policies when they go to college. You also have that issue. Um, These days under the Affordable Care Act, kids can stay on a parent's policy until the age of 26. Is that something that you want to talk about, even though the court probably can't order that? I mean, so there's a lot there that you, you need to talk to your attorney about and be aware of. And I want to make sure that people understand COBRA. So I want to back up to that for a second. Um, So can you just explain to people uh, who might not have heard the term or keep hearing their lawyers say COBRA, 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 or their friends and family, what what is COBRA? What are we talking about? So COBRA is basically, uh, it's part of laws that came out in the 80s, actually. Um, And it allows a person who was a participant in a group plan to continue said coverage for a period of time that is usually, from a federal perspective anyway, 18 months. Some states elongate it, um, and there are some times when if you have a disability that arises at the right moment, you can also elongate it. But it's generally speaking, let's call it 18 months of continuation coverage, which is to say it's exactly the same plan. You are a participant in the same group plan. The only difference being rather than the employer eating some of the cost of the premium, they don't eat any of it. So you have to pay for it, but you elect it. And, you know, so it's not like you're being done. <laughs> you choose it. And another thing that's interesting that I, I've seen come up a lot of times is for reasons I can't explain, and I don't know the wisdom of the lawmakers, you have 60 days to elect that coverage. So, you know, word to the wise, don't miss it. <laughs> you know, yeah, if, because once you miss it, it's gone. The minute, yeah, the minute your coverage ends, you have 60 days. The good part of that is, depending on what's going on in your life, let's say you're a super healthy person on day one, but on day 30, you get an unexpected diagnosis, you can still elect. You know, it's it's you could go to the doctor, find this information out, and then go, uh-oh, wow, you know what? I need to stay on that rich coverage. So I've seen people kind of, you know, do a look back, catch something they didn't expect or something for their their kid, maybe, and go, wow, you know what? I'm so glad I have that option still. The window's still open. And people do it like that. Sure. And I think that's That's really another critical point. I want people to understand um, some of what we've just been talking about, because when it comes to if you are a spouse who does not have coverage available to you through your own employment or through some other plan, and you've been on your husband or wife's plan through work, once you get divorced, you are by definition legally no longer a family member, right? So under the plan, you're no longer covered under their family plan. But this COBRA coverage allows you, and actually I think 
in most states, it's 36 months if it's a divorce. You're allowed uh-huh. to stay on for yeah. 36 months. Well, um, even so up better. to three years. Yeah, yeah up to yeah. three years. And I think what you said is something that no one really thinks about. And I can say this among just clients and people going through mediation that I've worked with. So what happened when they passed affordable care, even though, as you said, it's not as affordable anymore, it's still generally cheaper to find a plan under affordable care, aka ACA, than it is to go with COBRA. That's almost a generalization, but I would I would posit to say almost always true. But as Rebecca said, there may be very, very good reasons why you'd rather have the COBRA coverage for 36 months because it's better coverage. Absolutely. Than go on, right? And then at the end of the 36 months, if you haven't gotten insurance some other way, you would go for Affordable Care Act. Coverage. Yeah, I agree. And it's also, again, it's not only better coverage fiscally and in terms of comprehensiveness, it keeps you where you are, where you're comfortable. The likelihood of you losing the doctors that you already know is so much lower there than if you just start with, you know, Acme insurance policy, right? Right. Yeah. yeah you've always been on Blue Cross Blue Shield and all of a sudden you're on Acme, yeah. which all, we all know is what Wiley E. Coyote, you know, <laughs> orders from when he wants to blow something up. Exactly. So I felt right? I felt that was a safe moniker for that reason. Yes, yes. Exactly. Yes. So and and you know, I think it's an interesting thing too. We've been talking about the insurance coverage that needs to be discussed and talked about. But the other reality of divorce that I have seen, and I have seen this over and over and over again over the years, is that it's like a chicken and egg thing. Either the health problem happens and then the divorce happens or the divorce happens and a health problem comes along. But the two things are intertwined more often than not for people. And sometimes it just gets passed because somebody ignores their health while going through, doesn't go and get every test they can get. I've had clients who have gotten breast cancer diagnoses after the divorce. I've gotten, I mean, you name it, I've unfortunately seen it. Um, But I think there's something about, as, as you mentioned earlier, just it being the most stressful time or one of the most stressful times that it really brings to the forefront the dealing with these dual problems now. And I wonder what your thoughts are. You know, I had one client going through chemotherapy during the divorce process, and it was a very acrimonious divorce, very litigious. Hmm. And I petitioned the court for a stay of the divorce process. And I said, my client is not mentally or physically able to go through this. I got letters from her doctors and everything brought one of the doctors in to testify about chemo brain. If nobody's heard of that. Oh yeah. And we got the judge to put that divorce on hold for six months. Now that wasn't as long as I really would have liked. There's something to be said for an awareness of how your physical health is impacted, your mental health is impacted and the divorce is impacted. You know, Susan, this is an excellent point. Let's think about it like this. Um, part of the sort of overarching uh, regulatory systems that that come into play when a person is ill is the the laws governing disability. So a cancer diagnosis is usually 
considered a disability. It might be a short-term disability as opposed to a long-term disability. We hope it's not a forever disability, right? Disability. Um, right. But in terms of accessing you know, those benefits, be they private or governmental benefits, you know, cancer is considered a disability. So wouldn't it stand to reason that if you're in the middle of a litigation where you're being asked to, you know, represent your side of something and and speak to issues at your highest power, this might not be a great time for that, <laughs> as you say. Um, so, yeah, that, you know, in, in a way, I would be surprised that a judge wouldn't even just automatically grant something like that without you even having to come and show up and, and say so. Um, Full-blown hearing around the thing because it, the husband opposed it, of course. Well, there you go, um, you know, which wasn't the most humane thing to do, I'd say. <laughs> but, you know, um, it, yes, there it is. Chemo brain is real. But but not only that, you know, we've talked, we've touched on stress and mental health but not, you know, but we're talking here about, about physical stuff. But what about the mental health? I mean, how could you be anything but anxious when you're facing down something like this? I mean, that's going to be your natural state for a lot of the time that you're going through this, um, which also goes to why you want the best benefits in the world, because you you want to be able to access mental health care easily and not have to go out of pocket for that as much as as you can possibly avoid doing that. So like you said before, it all fits together. It really is a lot of interlocking pieces. And it's it's a critical component in helping you get through the divorce process in as, you know, I'll call it as whole or as, as complete a manner as possible. I, I always talk with people and you use the word wellness at the top of the episode. I love the word wellness. I am always talking about self-care. I'm a big fan of self-care 24-7 anyway, but I truly think if you're going through a divorce, you had better be treating yourself like a princess or a prince because it, God knows this is a time when you need to do that. But the other thing that occurs to me is, you know, your stress levels, we know that the incidence of depression, anxiety, all of those things go up you know, very quickly during divorce. In fact, I have several episodes um, that you all might remember with Dr. Elizabeth Cohen, the divorce doctor, and we talked just about that, the fact that these things just explode during divorce. Be aware of those things. And again, looking at the policy that you're currently covered under to see what assistance you might get, because that's going to help you when you're trying to establish your need. And now I'm using legal terms, right? Your need for coverage, your need for financial support, perhaps to pay for that coverage post-divorce. So these are all things not to be ignored, which I find so many clients are overwhelmed and tend to do. Yeah. It is really the time to buckle down. And this is, this is essential stuff. Yeah, I agree. And I guess if I could say one more thing about what I, what I want to give everybody here is think about this stuff as part of your divorce. Think about who's your go-to, who's your person, who's, who's your project manager for what I call project healing, because healing is, is bigger than just one health problem, right? You know, divorce is something you're going to want to be healing from anyway. So when you think about it like that, you think, who's that person? Who's that organizer, record keeper, phone call maker, gatekeeper, who's on your team, draft your team. 
And then if something happens that you, that is even a bigger challenge than what you're going through immediately, you're ready. You've got it set up. You've set yourself up for support, which is what I tell anyone, whether they're going through a divorce or not. Right. Well, this is, it's sort of like the, um, you know, never go to a doctor's office to get a diagnosis or hear something from your doctor without bringing someone with you. That's it. You're only going to hurt every third word that they're going to say, and you'll never remember it, you know, the way that, that, that person will, this, you know, your person is your person who's going to be able to help you navigate all of this. Cause you aren't, that's the other thing that I think maybe we, we touch on as we, we close out the episode is, Divorce, because it's so stressful, because you're releasing all those stress hormones and all that, you aren't actually thinking very clearly. You biologically and neurobiologically can't think that clearly. You think you are, you know, but you are not. Susan, we speak the same language because I always say to people, hey, this is your brain on cortisol. <laughs> That's the way I describe it. You're crazy. Yeah. And so, you know, you you need somebody with with their hand on your shoulder, you know, that's, that's what you need. Project management. (laughs) It really is project Project management. Well, and someone who knows someone like you who can talk people through stuff. I mean, think about the golden nuggets you've dropped in just this short half hour of time that I'm sure listeners are out there going, Oh my God, you know, hoping they had a pen and writing them all down folks, you know, you you can re-listen to the episode, but I know you also have a wonderful, you know, opportunity. You said people could reach out to you with questions and you would actually be delighted to answer those questions. This is not for a fee. You're not looking to be paid. You just are help here to help disseminate this information. So I, I think that is, I, I, it's such a generous offer. I hope you aren't flooded, but I, I know how valuable this information is. So I thank you in advance on behalf of my listeners. So how should they reach out to you? You're also welcome. You you can come to my brand new spanking Instagram. I'm working on it. Um, and that's at when women get sick. Or my website, www.whenwomengetsick.com. Either of those. So go there. You can reach out. And you you guys, she just started this Instagram account just before we started taping. I went and followed her. I'm going to be pushing it out. Go follow the account and push it out. This is information. What Rebecca is talking about here is information that, I mean, I'll say every woman, but really everyone needs to know this. And to the men who are listening, let me tell you, it's your health is important throughout this process as well. The, the health of the mother of your children is important as well. You know, this is, this is a whole system. You want a healthy family. And so this is important information for everyone to know. So blow up her Instagram. Let's get her thousands of followers in the next couple of weeks. And Rebecca, I just, I'm so delighted that that Jill put us in touch and that we could bring this information to people. You've, you've brought new things to me, which I'll, I'll be frank. 30 plus years into this field, it's hard to, to bring me new tips and tricks, but uh, you brought some and I just, I truly value what you're doing and what you're putting out in the world. Thank you. Thank you so, so much. I'm really so glad that I got to come and I, I hope I get to come back. Well, you will. And that's the last thing I want to say, everybody. Book coming. Tell us about the book. Yes. So I am working on a book, which will be titled, you guessed it, When Women Get Sick. Um, and it is, it, 
it is a book to help people navigate these incredibly complex waters of the American healthcare system, as well as the workplace. And I'm just so lucky that my legal background gave me both of those because it's pretty unique. And I'm so happy to have taken what I learned when I was working for the corporates and flipping it and giving it to the people who need it. It's, it's, you know, it, it just feels like what I'm meant to do next. So it's what I'm doing. You know, you're a unicorn within that legal space. You're also a, a gift to my listeners and to those who will have the chance to read the book. And I'll tell you all now, Rebecca will be back when the book is coming out so we can talk more about it at that time. But until then, you can reach out to her, listen to this episode, go to her website. And again, thank you so much for what you're doing, what you're offering to my, my listeners and, and the help you've given them today. Thank you. Thank you for joining me today on the Divorce and Beyond podcast. I hope you found some information and inspiration to help you on this journey. Please join me every Monday at 6 a.m. Eastern Standard Time for a new episode. And if you like the show, please take the time to subscribe and leave me a five-star review on iTunes. You can also find more information on the website at divorceandbeyondpod.com where you'll find links to the YouTube channel, transcripts of the episodes, and other bonus content. So I'll see you next week to help you move through your divorce and beyond. Thank you.